Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Variety Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. Thank you for tuning in to the Space of the Waste on the network Voice America. If you have not listened to all of our episodes and you're a newcomer, please go to www.voiceamerica.com and listen to all of the episodes that you haven't caught up with. Today, I also want to make mention that I have on under the same name, the space of the waste, Pinterest boards for short waisted, long waisted, and balance waisted by my six body shapes. Um, and you know what they are by now circle, square, hourglass, triangle, inverted triangle, rectangle and short-waisted, long-waisted, and balance-waisted. So they will be on the Pinterest boards by BW for balance-waist, SW for short-waist, LW for long-waist. Today, we are very, very excited to have Miss Eva from De Hill. Eva de Jesus is with us. And she is going to talk to us about her many, many, many degrees and her many, many, many talents, which impressed me so much. I had to get a hold of this lady. So we have her today. And Eva, tell us a little bit about your background and what you love about fashion and architecture. Sure. Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for the opportunity of having me in your show. I'm very honored. You are uh, welcome. <laughs> um, so I have a background in architecture. Um, I finished my architecture degree in, you know, in Puerto Rico. Uh, that's where I'm originally from. Uh, then beautiful country. Oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> then I proceeded to go to Milan and I finished my master's degree in fashion design, after which I decided that I wanted to get a little more like in-depth knowledge of like the whole um, garment constructions. So I went and I did a uh, uh, degree an associate's degree uh, in FIT in pattern making technology. Okay. So that is pretty much my background. Um, I started my career as a designer. Um, and, you know, I did uh, from print design to, you know, um, uh, jeans, like, you know, outerwear, like everything. And then when I moved to the States uh, back in 2010, I decided to do a sort of like career switch and go more into the technical area of design. Um, in a way, you know, with my, you know, background, like in architecture, 
you know, uh, and the pattern making it kind of like, um, I've always been more into like the construction of things. So I love that. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that's kind of like how I got like more veer towards, you know, yes. that yes. aspect and, you know, I've always felt that um, that background in architecture has been, you know, definitely instrumental for me. Oh, absolutely. To understand, um, you know, proportion. A proportion, absolutely. That's people. big. Yes. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of like it. And the whole gestalt of the d- divine ratio, you know. Exactly. exactly. Like, you know, like, those things for me uh, are, I feel like come a little bit, I mean, I say naturally, but obviously, you know, I, you know, you, I studied many years and, you know, for, for that, but I think that they are very, very useful. And, you know, throughout my career, you know, working, you know, with different companies, uh, different designers, different people, like, you know, you come to realize that it's a, a really big asset because it a is. lot of people like sometimes they just don't get you know what looks right and um you know you kind of like have to like guide them through you know the process um so i worked uh, in the corporate world for pretty much like all of my you know career and then this last um, year, I decided that I kind of like wanted to do my own thing. I've always dreamed of like having, you know, my own company. And, yes. Um, so, you know, my partner encouraged me and he said like, hey, you know, you have like all these years already, like, you know, you've always yes. do this. So, you know, let's start our, you know, consulting company and, um you know, I started getting, you know, my clients in and mostly it's, it's been great so far. Yes. You know, I have, um, I have experience in women's wear and in men's wear, uh, and a variety of products like, you know, from outerwear to tailoring to, you know, knits, wovens. Um, so, you know, like it's, it's kind of like, um, pretty you know broad in that sense yes so you know it has given me the opportunity also to kind of like have be able to work in many different projects like, that's like, right so so it's interesting it yes it- that would be very interesting it's more about what do they want at what price and what category and then you go and find that fabric or knitting company or outerwear producer and find the factory and find the fabrics and cushions or whatever, or you may come up with an idea for them that they haven't thought of that. Yeah. You always have even more wonderful. (laughs) Um, I noticed on here that you also were on, well, you've had so much experience, but I'm just going to grab a few to technical design team at Brooks Brothers, as well as for Rachel Roy, which I always liked Rachel Roy's line. I liked Brooks Brothers. It kind of had a, you know, it has a 
gestalt, for lack of a better word, of that kind of preppy, tailored, uh, traditional right. look. And they, you always can count on going there for your white shirts or, you know, I when Stretch came out, I went there to get my shirts because they had the stretch in them and the buttons were a little bit closer together so that if my bust line was a little large and my waist is small, that I could make that work because of the stretch. And it didn't have such a wide waist as some people had. But um, I just wanted to ask you, because you work with uh, multiple uh, boutiques, I know, do you also work with department stores in retail as much? Or are you more with the more specialty stores of the world? Or has it changed since COVID? So right now, I mean, my business is new, you know, so, you know, so far, you know, I am working more with like, you know, um, startup brands, you know, uh, one of them, you know, was more like a tailored woman's brand that, you know, launched with a series of like, you know, separates, uh, look them out. Their name is Sarai and, uh, Sarai. Shiraji. How do you spell that? S-E-R-G-I-O? S-E-R-A-A-G-Y-I. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay. And then um, and then there is another brand that I have been working on, um, which still hasn't launched, but actually we are the production is ready. You know, okay. she's just like running a little bit um, behind it. Okay. Yet, like she was launching off her website. But it's this line is called 10,000. And basically, it's a luxury outerwear brand. 10,000 or 10,000? 10,000. 10,000. Yes. And um, it's an, you know, luxury outerwear brand. Um, you know, she has like double face coats. Um, she has like, yes, trench coats, like, you know, vests. Uh, very, very designer. Uh, Wonderful. Sounds awesome. Yes. And then the latest brand that I'm working on right now, um, it's also within the luxury market. But this is more like um, streetwear. Um, this line has already launched and they're called Le Pair and it's a uh, menswear line. Uh, you know, we are, uh, yes, like the father, like in French. Yes. Le Pair. Yeah. So basically, um, they have already launched and it's like a streetwear. Um, line also luxury because i mean we're talking about um six hundred dollar hoodies you yeah. know two hundred dollar t-shirts like mm-hmm. that sort of um thing and um my next step is that I, I already started like you know conversations to kind of like start you know getting my feet into that um you know department stores and mm-hmm. that but you know, not there yet. Don't rush. I mean, <laughs> only because of all the units you'll be re- be responsible yeah. for. But there are so many. I think there will be a return to uh, personally, and I hope it happens. But I think there will be a return to uh, the smaller boutiques that cater to 
a lot of people that know their customers that want that still want to exchange, try on, and will even drop the clothes by. You know, you have these little buses now. They're for lack of a better word, they're not there are pop-up stores, but there's also just like little stores have purchased vans and they'll go to their clients and drop off, you know, what they think they want. They'll have a few sizes in their van and see, because there were a lot of older people, for example, and they're not all older, by the way, because I don't consider 45 old, but I know 45 to 75 to 85 year old women that still love clothes. Well, my mother's 92 and she's still a fashionista, but let's just say 45 to 75 that are don't want to go around. They don't want to wear a mask and and they're still, they have certain health issues. So they're not sure about all the COVID strands. And so they don't want to go down to Bloomingdale's or to Macy's Herald Square or whatever and buy and go shopping and be exposed to all those people. Instead, they'd rather have some lady that they know and feel unembarrassed to say, I don't know if I'm a six or an eight. So I don't know if I'm a 10 or a 12 or whatever the size. I don't know if I'm a 16 or an 18. I don't know, but I need this and I need a whole new wardrobe because of COVID or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm working from home and they want it. They want all these services, you know, that's one thing I can say. The other thing is with all of the everything being bought online, just about 99%, it seems like, well, it's not that much, but it's getting there. I mean, people have finally that never bought online before, like myself, have finally gotten into, I don't want to go out now. I'll just go online. It just so happens in my town, the stores that are my favorite, they don't have online presence. So I have to go to their stores. But if I buy from anywhere else, I'm going to do it online. And I find myself going to YOX or Outnet or somewhere where it's marked down and it's designer. And I think I'm getting the best price I can possibly get. And I always think if there were just a line that I could go to that was brand new and had new things every every three or let's say every six months had something new to offer that was at those prices marked down, you know, instead of 2,500 or 1,500 for a silk dress, if they were just already 900, 800 or 700 or even 600 or 400, you know, but I want silk, I want natural fibers and I would be willing to pay more and buy less, buy fewer items in order to have the natural fibers. I'm not going to wear polyester. And it's not, not only because of the ethical reasons, but because I hate it on my body, it feels terrible. You know, it doesn't breathe that's horrible, irritates my skin, not happening. But I say online is a way to go also. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, this whole dynamic that, you know, of what has happened. Like Yes, I know. In the last two years. I, mean, I know. We, you know, I think that we were all pushed to, in a way, rethink. Uh, and maybe we were not really there yet, but it doesn't matter. It happened. And right. We have all have had to, you know, adjust. That's right. You know, uh, to, you know, different ways of doing things. But I, I think like, you know, there is, you know, the point where, I mean, I think like some people, when, you know, when you talk to them, like the amount of returns again, 
that they have to do because of the fact that, you know, maybe they cannot really understand what looks good on them. Or, you know, we, we go back again to, you know, not really understanding necessarily what looks good on you. That's right. And, you know, what, or maybe how to read certain measurements to know if they really, you know, adjust to your body type. That's right. So, so you know, like there, there is a big, big still turnover, you know, when it comes to all this returns. Oh gosh. They're, it's, they're talking about, it was already set. I just heard 799 billion for it for uh, 2019 and that they were expecting it to be a trillion by 2021. I heard this from someone that studied this and that 65% of the returns were about their body shape or it didn't fit them, didn't fit their body. It wasn't about the fabric. It wasn't about the silhouette style, even though the style or the silhouette, what I like to say, silhouette instead of style, is not right for them. And that even in-store, if they happen to manage to go out with their mask, 35% was still returned. And I realize some of that is they buy two and things like that. But the point really is that the clothing that's available doesn't really fit the majority of the body shapes, because there are very few hourglass balance waisted or hourglass slightly long waisted or very, we oversupply for that body shape. And then we undersupply for, uh, well, in my my calling, it is inverted triangle. And in Savitude, they use diamond and spoon and uh, low hourglass, meaning a larger bottom yeah. than a top, low hourglass. And their other one is oval. oval. Yes. They have oval inverted triangle, diamond spoon, and low hourglass, which they say are undersupplied. This is from Savitude. Undersupplied by, they say, about $120 billion of sales are lost because no clothes are made for these people. And I would strongly suggest that it not be called large sizes. I strongly suggest that it just be inclusive in body shape. It's just another body shape. I have six, they have nine. Okay. Well, you know, they differentiated my circle into several. I think they did a better job of that than I did because she says her spoon and her oval and her diamond are differentiations of what I would call, uh, the soft tissue being with arms and breasts and abdomen and stomach. And in some cases, not the thighs, like in a spoon or a inverted triangle, they don't have big thighs at all. Very small uh, tissue amount of extra tissue or soft tissue on the thighs, but then all the extra uh, soft tissue in the bust line, the abdomen and and the stomach uh, causes a lot of silhouettes not to fit. A lot of people to the tune of what Pamela Olson says is $120 billion. That's a lot of money. 
That's a whole lot of money. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, have you ever uh, been in touch with this company called Human Solutions? Human what? Human Solutions. I don't think I've read that. Yeah. So basically, you know, they're, um, you know, one of these, you know, companies that um, I believe that they're originally from Germany. So, you know, it's the, the interesting part is that years ago, right, I did um, a study, you know, with them, you know, which is like kind of like this whole thing started, like, you know, when when you contacted me and I started reading about what you were doing, you know, it resonated because of that study that I had done, you know, back in, I think it was 2017 or 40, you know, yeah, 2014, I started hearing about stuff and I said, yeah, I got to get my books out before I get to mention, forget all this. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, when I did the study for them, you know, uh, to your point, you know, the hourglass figure you know, they have, you know, they, they do all these studies, right? And they, right. Do, you know, um, and they study all these demographics by basically, it's interesting because they also have them by countries. Yes. Right? So, so it's a very, very large pool of data, which is why I think like, you know, it's, it's a, um, a little bit more, you know, you, you get a little bit of like, let's say like the entire country, right. Of information. Right. And then they have done it like, you know, throughout the years. And, you know, when you start, you know, seeing, you know, what, what they do, you know, mostly of course, like, you know, they have, I think it was like only like four, uh, body types and, you know, they, they reduced it to only like four. Yes. But, you know, what I think I did like, read that as well when I read Savitude and some of these others. I did come up with something I'm, yeah. I'm remembering because, uh, you know, I have 160 countries on the show and I was looking for global research, you know, yeah. because, you know, what what fits in China and what fits in Puerto Rico and what fits in Germany or the United States or Spain or France are going to be different. Yes, exactly. So it was very interesting, like, you know, seeing, you know, their study and familiarizing, like, you know, with that. And, you know, to your point, like, you know, the hourglass figure, I think it was only about only 7%. That's right. You're exactly right. And that's exactly what Savitude got to 7%. You know, it was like, so, so it was like crazy. Very, very, yeah, exactly. A very, very small number. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, there is a very large, uh, purport, um, group of, of women who are not like being served. You know? That's that's right. That's right. And the type of body I found not to interrupt you and I will get right back. I'm bad at that. So that's one of my big criticisms is I, inter- I interrupt. <laughs> Hold your thought. You're young. You can remember what you're going to say. I'll forget what I'm going to say. But it's um, that the, I read a study about men and what body types they like by age Young people do not like hourglass. That's not their favorite. Okay. Right. And by culture and ethnicity. So for the most part, they like a rectangle 
and they like inverted triangle overall better than hourglass, except for certain uh, ethnic groups love, still love hourglass and larger bodies like African-American, you know, right. they, they right. don't particularly like, uh, sorry, Twiggy, but they're not looking for Twiggy. Okay. (laughs) They're looking for some button boobs and a tiny waist, and it doesn't really particularly matter the size of the body. And they're also certainly not concerned about size the way women are. They think it's ridiculous what women do to themselves to stay thin. They they just like the body. They just like the way the body responds. They don't want, they don't care if you your butt's uh three inches sticking out and you can put a little teacup on it. I remember when I used to work out so hard, I wanted my butt sticking out there, just the right amount, not too much. And of course, back then when I was absolutely starving myself and weighed 121 pounds at five, seven and a half, you can imagine I didn't have much boobs because there was no water in my body and there was no no adipose. There was no soft tissue anywhere, but I was getting a firm butt and uh, absolutely just a rail everywhere else, but still not able to wear a belt, still not able to put that seam across me. What? The difference does it make? I could be a healthy, happy person having having a nice lunch or dinner and wearing an eight. Wearing an eight, I'm going to wear an eight no matter what, or a 10. I'm going to wear a 10 now or a 12. And back then, I always wore it wore an eight instead of a six because sometimes in a dress I could wear a six if it had fuller um, skirt because back then I didn't have boobs because I didn't have any I was emaciated and I was starving myself and right walking and working out and almost like athletica anorexia that they call it and I I don't joke around round about that because a lot of people have that But let's get back to what you're talking about with human solution and all the different body shapes. And only 7% are in the category where designers make most of their clothes. Correct. Correct. Crazy. Exactly. But then, like, you know, the study was, like, really interesting because, like, I mean, the the reason why we approached them uh, back then was because we were given a project to make uniforms for uh an airline you know okay so so basically you know you you're getting there like you know all the shapes sizes you know um body types you name it you know so you kind of like have to try to like make a uniform that looks good exactly on on every type of woman and (laughs) And, you know, it, it, it was definitely, I would say, you know, a challenge. Oh, you bet. And, and, you know, we ended up having to definitely, you know, we, we had to, like, adjust patterns and, you know, things like that. Um, because... Um, Did you end up doing two jackets and two pants and two skirts yeah. instead of one? 
Because yeah. I mean, if you're long waisted or short weight, like I'm short waisted, I cannot wear a short jacket. I cannot wear a jacket with any pockets whatsoever. Those pockets will end up way down on my hips when they're supposed to be up here. The waist is going to be at my hips. They make no sense unless they have only bees on vertical pockets and are long and lean. And it's best to be just long and lean, no yeah. pockets and no shape, but just long and straight, linear, linear, linear. Exactly. So, but, but, you know, basically at the end of the day, yeah, we had to do multiple, you know, patterns to kind of like, yes, you know, be able to accommodate. That's right. Yeah, all this. And uh, that's the only cost, though, right, is the patterns. Otherwise, you're still buying the same amount of fabric and they're still buying this. If they have to if they have have uh, a uniform and they need 700, they're still going to buy 700. You just have to do it the way they want. So the cost is really in the pattern making. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cost is in the pattern making. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, this 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 type of project in particular, the the size range was very big, you know, because also you you had to like you know when we did the actual study, right, and we went you know to kind of like have a they did like a like a like a test group, right? That yeah, they invited to kind of like get a little bit of of uh, feedback from everybody. And I'm not kidding you, literally, you know, you had the woman who looked like, uh, like literally like she was like a double zero, not even a zero, like a double yeah, zero. Yeah, a double zero. Then, you know, you would get uh, the woman who was like a double I bra, <laughs> yeah. bigger than a double H. I didn't even know there was a double I. I thought it went up to G. Well, it doesn't. It goes up to double I now. And you can have a double I and a 23-inch waist yes. and a 50 or 60-inch hip, but really it's all butt and only like 50, maybe 50 inches around, but then there's more because of the butt, a 40 inches and then 10 inches of butt. And then there's a whole... I mean, I didn't even realize some of these sizes, but these girls have, some of them have great proportions, you know, yeah. their proportions are good, you know, uh, but the, what they would wear compared to a triple zero, come on. So you yeah. had that huge range that you had to design for. Yeah. So, so it was very interesting because like, you know, it, it was kind of like the ultimate like realization after doing this study after you know being there with all these people in which you would say like okay yeah definitely there is not no such thing as I can you know take sort of like one design and sort of like make it universal it doesn't work that way you know no so so you know it, it was a very very interesting you know, study, you know, when it came. So what did I want to know how, how did you rectify the complexity of your task? Right. Okay. So at the end of the day, they never ended up producing, even though we did all the, all the samples and they didn't produce because it was a very long project. COVID happened. Yes. And um, there was a designer who was doing, you know, 
the uniforms and there was like a lot of like back and forth uh, you know from feedback from the same employees and some of them felt like they weren't like fully satisfied like you know the whole thing but just this is this a tracy reese situation was it tracy <laughs> i've talked to someone else that i had the same thing paula cannon you heard her on May the 17th. She okay. she went through a similar situation as you. I don't know if they ever got anything new done. No, they, they haven't. They have they they never got like, you know, anything new done. I mean, I heard that they were sort of like reopening the project, but like, you know, it was going to be like, now with the airlines and right, everything. And it was going to be like a, a whole it seems like redesign, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, from the technical aspect, for me, you know, it was so interesting that you bet. I had, you know, a jacket that, you know, had, uh, let's say, some princess seams, you know, um, going on the front, like, you know, and then all of a sudden for, you know, the other sizes, I had to add double princess seams you know because it's yeah. just you know the, the whole proportion of the body yes yes so, you know it was like in appearance it could look similar, similar but when it came to the pattern it was very a different completely different animal that's so, right you know it, it was just a very interesting like you know a experience and and mm-hmm. you know you know when you go into the pants like you know of course like you know you start doing the pants like you know with the elasticized ways you know when you start going into like you know those 18 sizes and you know you have to change all the way the the size of the shape of the rises and you know everything was completely completely you know different in other words so I thought that it was a, a very interesting project that definitely, you know. Um, you figured it out, though. I think you yeah. figured it out. I know you did. And I think it, it would have been fantastic. Yeah, and definitely it was there when it came to the- And that's what you have to do. I had uh, also, um, uh, I saw, I watched Shark Tank. I love to watch that. And I saw... Uh, Leela Shams on there and she does swimwear and she's currently working on 42 sizes and she says the reason is that double I I was telling you about from a double A to a double I right there right there and you know from what what double triple A double A A B double B (laughs) but you know you just keep going and then you've got your uh hip but, you know, yeah. depending, you can have hip, but somebody else has got a butt and somebody else doesn't. You got to have that be correct. You know what I'm saying? So she's she's doing it. And she says, you know, Melody, she she doesn't she has a torso. She does short torso, long torso, because her long right. torsos have a terrible time finding a suit long enough. But she says that isn't even enough for swimwear because so much is boobs and butt, you yeah. know. And that's basically what I'm leaving out because for mine, I'm doing show. I'm doing what is not going to change until you start getting osteoporosis. Then your bones will change. But until then, like I say, 40, 30, 40, 
you know, is not going to change if that's your bones. And um, the thing is, you have to just learn to love who got the body that God gave you and learn how to look beautiful in your own bones and your own skin, be as beautiful as you possibly can. And everyone can look beautiful. Everyone can. It's just a matter of knowing what looks right on you. No, I'm not going to wear a belted trench coat, but I can certainly do a straight lined trench with a fake belt in the back and leave it open or make it button, single button in the front. I mean, there are always a way to tweak a trend. I am been a master at it for 50 years, so I know how to do that. But I do think with what you were saying about this, I think many, many designers, and I've spoken to them, and thank God you come from architecture. I almost feel like that should be part of the curriculum. I think all the curriculums for designers needs to change. And I believe that Karen Williams from Savitude, the CEO, feels the same. And I think that Schiff from Big Thinks probably does too. But the thing is, um, these body shapes aren't going to change, and we're not going to be allowed to have this much landfill. There's going to be laws about fabrications coming out very soon. There will be a law that you can't buy petroleum-based fabrics, and the fabric people are going to have to come up with other things that are biodegradable, but that mimic the stretch and the poly and the wash and the wear idea. So no one could be happier than me getting everybody out of yoga clothes and leggings and skinny jeans. I'm so glad skinny jeans are over and that leggings are meant for the gym from now on, which I always thought they were. And I I very, very much, I'm very happy people are beginning to actually be what I would call maximalists instead of minimalists, even though I love minimalism, because you, to me, have to have a rocking body to be a minimalist. I think uh, a lean inverted triangle and rectangle and, and a lean, tall, narrow hourglass can certainly wear it. Uh, but it's really tough to be short-waisted and do minimalism unless you're very, very tall. Then, of course, you could, tall and lean. Of course, you could. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I think the way people can skew the eye for the different body shape is important, but more important back to what I was talking about is in school, you were an architect, then you got into pattern, then you got a fashion degree at FIT, then you got pattern making, you get it more than anyone, you get it more than anybody probably on the planet. And you, um, and me, because of the experience I've had and because I just kept trying to figure out when my buyers came to me, when I was doing product development, we'd have to buy sometimes 30,000 units of something. You don't want to be wrong on that. You just oh, no. don't want to be wrong. And these little specialty stores that I have, they know their clients. They know what they sell and why they sell it. And they knew that they're Customers, a size, this was in Missy, Missy better, like their Missies were 14s and 16s and often short-waisted. Sometimes they were long-waisted, but they had like barely any uh, hourglasses. 
Uh-uh. By the time they were in Missy and at that time, after having three or four kids or whatever, that's not their body anymore. But back to designers, I think when designers go to school and you did, so you know, and I did, even though it was decades before you did, the point is you were you were not taught this. You weren't taught to use long-waisted or short-waisted or body shapes. You just had that one hourglass dress form, and that was freaking it. And that was seven inches from under the boob down to the waist, seven inches. And I'm even cutting it short by saying six to seven inches because of all of the experience we're with all of the people we measured in all so many classrooms, they were all so short-waisted that I decided I'm going to use six to seven. Even if you use the golden triangle at 6.3 to seven, it's 6.3 if you do the golden triangle, the divine number. But I'm saying six to seven because I think that's a doable. But that's for balance. And there's still very few. You know what I mean? There's still not that many. But what they don't teach you this in the uh, design schools or the universities or the anything else or the any design anything. And then you have these attitudes about, oh, I don't want her to wear my clothes. I wouldn't want her to buy my clothes. I don't want to put her on Vogue. I don't want her. That's got to go. That is not inclusive, snobbery and affectedness and prima donnaism uh, for loving only a long, lean boy, for no other word. Most men designers that are gay want to design for men because they don't want the boobs to worry about. They don't want the butt. They don't want the hips. They don't want the waist. They just want them tall. They don't mind if they're inverted triangle. They don't care if they're long-waisted or short-waisted. They just want skinny and tall. Well, that's not a woman's body. That's defying female, their chance to have their clothes. And that's what we're faced with, with this 120 billion that Savvytude and your human solution has come up with. We are just not even providing for most of the population. So it's time to get busy. And I don't care if it isn't fun. Do you think it was fun writing for me to write a book about the non-fun part of why I went into fashion. I didn't go into fashion to learn about body shape and waist length, how many inches between your boobs and your <laughs> and your hips. And the lady that I started writing the books with, who met since now, younger than me, has passed away. We split the book up finally. And because she didn't want to do this part, you know, it was icky part. She goes, I'll do the fashion trends and the timeless trends, and you can do that stuff. And I said, Fine, I'll be happy to do it. I I like to do it because I was always good in math. So I said, I can, I've got this. I've got this. Because I really wasn't super, super, super creative, but I was a little creative and little, I was in between. That's why I was a good merchandise manager and not. I could have been a designer, but it would have been more about, well, what do you sell and what do you need? You know, let's get right, let's right. get to that, you know. And yes, I loved love just fashion for fashion. Of course I do. Crazy stuff I love. But she certainly loved the fashion part and a brilliant woman that I'm sorry I don't have. But when I did this, I thought that's why no one's done it before. It isn't fun. It isn't exciting. And girls 
sorry, I'm so glad times have changed, but girls that majored in fashion weren't that interested in math and they weren't that interested in geometry and they weren't that interested in analytical things. And it's a very important part of being a buyer because it's all your percentages per sales. And then it's been able to see into that and know why are they buying that? Like if they're selling these shift dresses and they're selling sheaths and they're selling knits, yeah, you know, you know, it's got to have something to do with body shape and waistline, you know, and let's come up with some more of those, which I do think there have been more of those silhouettes in the last few years. And I do think the internet will help that because they're going to see what's getting picked up, what's getting returned and what's coming back. Yeah. But I please continue uh, Eva on you are on human solution and only 7% were balanced do you want to take I mean no in general I mean I just think that um you know when I started reading you know the book you know it it definitely resonated you know and it was kind of like uh coming into a full circle you know of you know past experiences and then you know oh wow like you know there's you know uh, this information out there you know right Exactly. So, and, and it's a real concern and it's a real problem that, you know, everybody has. I don't know if, you know, from the point of view, like, let's say from the practical point of view. From you know, buyers coming in and buying. And, and or, or like, you know, if you have a brand and, you know, you're doing so many, let's say, sizes and cuts and things like that. You know, maybe, uh, you know, I think like maybe we have enough brands out there that are like, let's say for the hourglass figure, well, why don't we have a brand which is just for short-waisted, you know? Right, exactly. I'm all for it. Well, so like, like, you know, I think that um, that's a little bit maybe more approachable or, you know, the brand that just like for, you know, the long-waisted woman because right why exactly you know, they have plus sizes they have petites they have talls i know a woman in the uk that's designing dresses called ambi and Luna, and she uh sax bought it i don't know who else bought it but ambi is for triangle body shape only exactly so i mean like i think that if people approach it from do it do that, it that perspective. Do short waist. I'll be your best customer. <laughs> I'll have to keep working, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it's more, um, you know, it will definitely be more approachable from like an economical, let's, you know. Yes, than doing the whole, exactly whole thing. Approach it, yes, like a category and exactly. run ads and and, you know, go to Bloomingdale's and say, hey, let me test this out. You know, exactly. you test me out, I'll bring you my collection and I'll back up the silhouettes that I know are going to be the most important. The flat front skirt, the flat front pant, the long lean jacket, the longer leaner shirts, you know, for that short waist, because you're trying to balance that top, usually with a short waist, 
it isn't always a short torso, but it ends up most of the time it is a short torso, but not all long torsos are long waisted. Some of them are long torso and short or average. I found that. And uh, so there's only thing you can guarantee is how much is that space between the boobs and the waist, because that's going to determine whether you can have a seam there or not, or what kind of jacket you can wear, which is the key element is, is a jacket. And then it becomes a tunic. You know, if you're going to wear a tunic with your skinny uh, pant that has a flare on the bottom, you know, or your wider leg pants, you're, you're going to have to narrow that tunic down and bring, have another buttons on there that you can move to make them tighter. Because for instance, I have to wear a large uh, tunic and then they're too big in the waist, they're wide. And, and probably at some point they'll be too long. Cause I know my mother's starting to shrink. My mother's going to be 92 and she's now about five, five and used to be my height, five, seven and a half. And I'm now shrinking down to five, six and a half. So I'm noticing that some of my tunics already seem a little long. So I've had to take them in and, you know, take an inch and a half off of them just to make that proportion right. Because, you know, if it's too long, looks like you got a dress over a pant, which not really a look I want at 70, but somebody might at 20 or 14 or something. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me again, your philosophy then going what you think you is the best thing, because we've got 10 minutes left and I wanted to go to you. All right. So, I mean, in general, I mean. Uh, like I said, I am a consultant and in a way, um, I get hired to do things for, you know, other designers, other people. Right. And I actually find that, um, some people give so much glamour, let's say to, oh, the design, this or that. And I think that there is like, not so much glamour in, in that world. To me, what gives me satisfaction, what I find interesting is how to make it happen. To me, it's about those right measurements, those right proportions, you know, that right construction, you know. So, I mean, that is kind of like, you know, I strive to be like, you know, to, to give people like, the best quality yes. of, of what they can, you know, obtain, you know, and uh, with the best finishes and everything, you know, of course, within the price point that they're at, because yeah. that's so, you know, our reality. And, um, you know, I think that so far, a lot of my clients do trust like, okay, so, so, so my, let's say two cents, you know, when it comes to the conversations about like, let's say proportions or even like with placements or, you know, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, they, they, they say like, okay, I'll, I'll leave that to you. Kind of like you're the expert. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Like, like, um, you know, working and, 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 getting to do so many different things absolutely so many different people and I also think that I mean we touched on a point which um uh 
um, I think it was very important. And it's the fact of like knowing your customer. Yes. Knowing who you are selling to and who you are. And those are the smaller stores, the smaller boutiques and the smaller specialty stores. They do know their clients. Yeah, because I mean, like, I think like, I mean, it is true when the, the younger people, what I have noticed within my experience is that they don't like, like for them, anything goes. In fact, they don't really care about the, even the gestalt. They don't care about proportions for them. It's more about like just putting something together and kind of like there, I, I feel like it's more about like making a statement low brow and that I'm not concerned with that kind of stuff. I'm concerned about the earth. I'm concerned about a lot of things, politics and the, and being yeah. good to the planet. I don't care about frou-frou, you know, and that's true. And that's going to continue, I think, with yeah. that generation. They're also not buying exactly. clothes. They're not our big market. I don't no, think they, either because maybe have, Target and Walmart, but yeah, they have like uh, I would say like different uh, interests. Yes. Know, oh, high them. tech and exactly, and they want experiences and yes, that and yes about you know the clothing. But I think that there is definitely an opportunity out there because there is a customer who does care about how they look. Mm-hmm. And yep. who, you know, do care about like, you know, uh, proportions, even though they might not be aware of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, that's not even necessarily their job. That is our job. Mm-hmm. You know? But we have to put, you know, the offering out there for them, make it available. That's right. And I think that's 42 to 65. I think that's your key or 42 to 64. Because a lot of times when people retire, because I moved to Arizona when my husband retired. And uh, very few people, once they retire, are as interested you know, I, it's, I, my friends are interested because that seems to be who I gravitate toward is more creative people. I have a jewelry designer. I have, you know, a fashion designer. I have uh, an artist that paints. I mean, I have all kinds of friends and I have a super smart uh, bilingual uh, friend also, but um I can just say that we, it isn't the, you're right, the money, how the priority of the money is with the young people is not into that, is not into clothing, but it's in other things. So we know what those are. But for clothing, I'm saying 42 to 65 or 42 to 64, go for it because they have the money. They're going places. They're doing things. And you're not going to 
when they're approaching retirement, they are going on their trips. They've planned the stuff because this was the MO was to make all this money, be able to retire where we want to retire, golf every day and take the boat out. Each of you have a car. Some people have airplanes. Some people don't. But if you're retired, you have enough money to last until you're 95 or you're not retired. And in that money that's left isn't all that much, but it's enough to live a nice life and be able to do the things you plan to do. You don't have the money for the things you didn't plan. Like if you never plan to have an airplane and you never plan to have a second car and you never plan to have an an RV, then you're not going to get one because you didn't make that money. But what you've done is you've planned out what you have. And I know most of the budgets allow for whatever the woman or the man is going to spend personally. And that is where the budget comes in. And that's when I speak to the designers that I've spoken to that have older clients, that's some of their best clients are 60 to 80 because they have a steady income that's coming in and they aren't doing that much. They're not traveling anymore by themselves, most of them, some, but that's already allotted for. This bit that's coming in, they want to buy things. They want new things. It's fun. You know, and they're constant. Okay, I'm out of time, so I'm going to have to shut up. It went so fast. But Eva, is there anything? Do I have time for Eva to say one more thing, please? I'm going to have you say one more thing. Um, It was a great um, experience being here and being able to talk with someone who is you know, knowledgeable on the subject of like, you know, all proportions, like, you know, people just don't get it, right? And, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> and it's just been great. And nothing. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, Eva, uh, for making time. <laughs> thank you. I am so happy you made time for me. I know you're very busy. And I would love to have you on again next year. And maybe we'll see where the progress has gone, maybe by next April or something. See what's going on and you may have some news for me. And please keep in touch. And if anybody uh, looking for, you know, my services, that's right. uh, Reach out, you know, uh, www.thehill.co, everybody, not C-O-M. Okay. It's C-O. And you can always get in touch with me, Melody Edmondson, at thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com, and I will give you Eva's information. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Come back next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.